Okay, okay, what I want to talk about today is really a continuation of what we spoke about last week. Last week we spoke about the topic of respecting, respecting, uh, teaching children to respect ownership, respecting other people's property. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a fundamental yisod, which obviously a child grows up not knowing, not being aware of, but something which we can train. We meant to train our children that what's yours is yours, what's not yours is not yours, and we spoke about the other face is being a good role model in that, and that respecting one's children's ownership as well. Now, the corollary of that, what I want to talk about today, is training or teaching somebody the chinuch and how to share. Because it's true, what's mine is mine, and it's, that's the MS, but nevertheless, we don't want to train children to be stingy and therefore if something is mine and no one else can use it if it's something mine then I don't need anybody else touch it the commission says if this is a shiri shiri shilchosh shilchosh so I can expect that what I own something is you and something so if a person thinks mine is mine yours is yours I'm not prepared to share with you I raise them as a stone according to the Mishnah and therefore it's important to understand that what belongs to me is mine what doesn't belong to me is not mine but then the second point has to be the things which are mine, I can share. Things which are mine, isn't that therefore um, it's a mitzvah to prevent anybody else using it? I don't think there's an Indian to, to share the things I have, the Indian to use the things I have for mitzvahs, for chesed, wherever it's going to be. And it's a second step. It's a second step, and it has to come like that. In other words, if, if the child first is always brought up thinking that his things can be taken away because it's a mitzvah, you're not teaching him to share. He doesn't want to do it, and he's been forced to do it. So if you say, that's a mitzvah to share, come on, I'm giving you a toy to your brother to play with. Or, come on, it's a mitzvah to share, so I'm going to give you a book to the neighbors, whatever it is. That's not training him to share. You're just telling him that, uh, because I want to use your things, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take them away from you. It's not bad, I'm training him. And I'll give you a case with, uh, I've heard this from Gudolim, but it's uh, even more true. Even it comes as a surprise, but uh, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. And that is, before we get to sharing, let's talk about another mitzvah which people want to train their children in, and that is the mitzvah of tzedakah. Well, giving tzedakah is, uh, from the time of Ramavina, it's one of a fundamental Jewish value. Of course, we understand the importance of giving tzedakah. We want to train our children to be generous people and to give tzedakah as well. Now, maybe for very little children, so that means that better, you have to give them the money to put in the pushka. You have to give them the money to put in the tzedakah box because they don't have money. And for a little child who doesn't have money of their own, then of course the only way they can do stuff is they come to their parents, and they're going to ask, like, can I have a coin for stock? Or the mother wants uh, to bring something, shabbos for stock, whatever the case is. So can you give me something to bring for stock? And at that age, it's understood that's the way to mechanech them to put money, in, to give money to the stock box or to the person who's collecting, whatever it is. Because at that stage, they don't have anything of their own. And therefore, they understand that they have to come to ask us to, for the parent to give them something to give. And then the training part of soccer is only the second part, which means giving to the owner. That, if a person wants to train his children in soccer, when the child's old enough, that they have money of their own. That they have money of their own. So then the training for soccer isn't just uh, asking the parents, can I have money to give to the owner? When a person has money of his own, the training for soccer is to learn to give your money to Tzedakah. Because the big part of Tzedakah isn't just the giving to the Ani. The Ikka part, and that's not, that's not hard to do. The Ikka part of Tzedakah is 
being understanding that I'm willing to give up something which is mine. And therefore, this is my money, it belongs to me. But I want to do the mitzvah of tzedakah, and therefore, I'm willing to give up some of my money to give to somebody else. And if you're talking about maisa, then it's a significant amount. It's 10% of my money. If you're talking about chaymish, it's 20% of my money. But the understanding is not just I'm giving somebody else's money to stock, that's very easy. The nakuda is that I'm, I, can, I feel like this is mine, but I'm choosing to give it to stock. And therefore, like, like I said, for a little kid who doesn't understand ownership yet and doesn't have anything, so the training for stock is just if a person needs, we give. If a person's hungry, we give them food. If a person needs money, we try and give them money. Whatever the case is, that gives them the concept. But the training for stock is when the child's old enough to have their own money. So, for example, for the birthday present, someone gives them 50 shekels, or for whatever job they did, babysitting or some other job, they get 20 shekels. So now the training for stock is, this is your money. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. No one can take it away from you. Do you want to give someone to stock? Because the training for stock is an understanding that I can give up something of mine. And therefore, at that stage, then, for the just to say, yes, I need to give stock, so our parents can't have stock money, isn't really teaching them. It's training to give the stock part, but it's not teaching them that stock means I'm willing to give up something of my own as the mitzvah. Now, when the child's old enough that they have their own money and they understand that principle, so then they can start being trained on the matter of giving stock. On the matter of giving stock, and that is that I'm willing to give up something of mine. And that's, like I said, that's effective because when a person's an adult and they have their own money, so then the stock isn't what I'm being given by somebody else to give out. The stock is I have to give something of mine. And therefore, the training for stock is I get used to giving something which belongs to me to someone else, not other people's things. And that's true for stock. And we understand the same principle applies to sharing also. In other words, to, to share something which isn't mine isn't sharing. It wasn't mine to start with. But uh, when a person realizes this is something which is mine, and if I can decide what I want to do with it, and now I can choose if I want to share it or not. And now, once a person has the first step, it's mine, and you can decide what you want to do with it. We can't force you. No one's taking it away from you. Then I can decide. Then I can try my child. That it's true. If you said no, and you don't want to share it with anybody, that's understood. That's fine. It's yours. You don't have to. But, understand. but then we can try and train somebody the value of sharing, the value of, of being generous. And that's the, ma- the main point is that it's something which comes from them. That they, that they, they, want, to, they want to share. They want to be generous. And we're talking about both kinds of sharing. Sometimes sharing things which they're not going to get back. Uh, one kid comes home from, in his class, they had a party that day or a sim, so he comes home with a full bag of candies. And of course, all the siblings want one. So if you're going to say to him, you've got to give everybody. No, I don't, it's mine. That's, you can't force him to. But what you could say is, it's yours, but everybody wants. Would you like to share? And now we'll talk how to motivate someone to do that. But sharing in such a situation, sharing food or sharing nash or whatever it's going to be, is something he's not getting back. Uh, if he gives each, if he dishes out the candies to everybody, then they're eating them. No one's getting them back. And sometimes sharing means I'm giving somebody something to use, but I want it back again. So what's the right way to having first acknowledge that something that there is ownership, and therefore no, you can't take something away from somebody else if it's his or hers. What's the right way to go on the second point, and that is. What, but what's the uh, what, but to convince somebody it's a there's a mile in sharing. So there are a few steps. The first one is as important for us as parents more than for the child. The first one is sharing shouldn't be a negative experience for a child. If a person shares something and they get, and they lose out from it, so they're not going to be too eager to do it again. And therefore, uh, we're the same. By the way, as adults, we aren't any different. If we would share something which is expensive or something which is important and then it gets ruined, we're not going to be so quick to share it a second time. 
because uh, we, 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 we suffer the loss from being generous. And therefore, for sure, for children, so when we're trying to develop a middah, that's even more true. And therefore, if you want your children to learn to share, you have to, as an adult, think, like, what's the way to make sure that they're not going to lose that by sharing? And where's this nigger? Let's say your older, your older kid gets a, a book, your older kid gets a present, your older kid gets a toy, and the young kid wants to borrow it. He wants to use it. So, of course, he's going to beg and nag, and please can I have it also? Can I also have a chance? Now, you have to think a little bit, because before asking the older one, do you want to share with him, think, is it something that the younger child is likely to ruin? Because if he is, then really you're setting it up for a bad experience. You're setting it up for, he says, okay, he'll agree to share, and he'll get back his uh, book torn, and he'll get back his things ruined, and so uh, we won't want to do it again. And it's understandable. So it's like if you lend out your car, and you'll come back smash. You're not going to want to lend it out a second time. And therefore, if you want to make it a good experience, so then don't try and ask him to share with somebody who, or with a kid who's too immature, or at a stage where the other one's going to regret it. I was going to feel it was bad that it was the wrong thing to do to share because my thing got ruined. And then that's the MS anyway. If a person's wanting to share something, then it's to somebody who's responsible. You can look after it properly and give it back. And even halakhically, if I don't think that the person I'm going to lend it to is a good shamer and he's not going to return it the way it's meant to be, I'm not prepared to get his money for that. And the same here. If I want my children to, to share something, to let other people use it or borrow it or play with it, whatever it might be, so then I have to know that the person that's, that, uh, that I'm asking them to share it with is, is able to look after it and give it back in good condition. These things are getting back, right? Yeah, of course. And if that's the case, then it makes sense. That I, then I can decide that uh, if the child is asking for it, is too young, or isn't capable of looking after it properly, or is likely to ruin it, so then, I shouldn't, then I should be the one to stop it. Because I said, not, no, you're not old enough. You're not going to know how to do it. You're not going to know how to use it properly. You might break it. You know, I have to stand up for the rights of the, the one who might lose. That's not putting down the you are too young. If a, if, if, my, if a three-year-old wants to play with a toy which isn't, is beyond his capabilities, so then it's, it's, he might want to, but he's, he's going to break it. So then why would, I want to, why would I want that to happen? No, I can tell you, when you're older, it's a toy for older children. You're still small. When you're older, you can ask him to use it. That's one option. The other option is, if you prepare to be the insurance agents, if you prepare to be the insurance policy, which means if you want to end it out, don't worry. If anything happens, I'll replace it for you. And obviously, you're going to make good on that commitment. So then it's okay. Because if you're prepared to insure it, then clearly it doesn't lose anything by ending it out. Because if anything goes wrong, you're going to replace it for it. So in cases like that, and if you decide it's a good day thing to do. Okay. The main thing is that if a child comes out of an experience where they shared and lost, or they shared and their thing came back ruined and broken, now they feel it was the wrong thing for me to do. And then we, have, then we've, we haven't gained anything. And they're just going to have a negative attitude to sharing or to giving their things to other people, which is worse than, than in the circumstances, that, uh, in not, not getting them to share in that situation where they wouldn't have had that same uh, negative, so to speak, association with the midst of sharing. Then now, so that's the first point. Now the second point. And that is, so the, assuming we say that, we think it's a situation where we're not risking our child's possessions by sharing them, Okay, let's say we're also not talking, so now, but how do we put it across as a good thing to do? Like, why, would you, why should I? It's mine, why should I share? I don't want to share. A child might respond, so what's the way to uh, present it as a good thing to do? So, what some people think, but I don't think it's the right thing, it's my personal opinion, and that is, if they take a child on a guilt trip, 
And I said, well, look how much I share with you. Uh, this is my this is my house and my furniture and my room and my bed and my, my everything. I'm sharing with you the whole time. So what are you going to share? Uh, I don't think, uh, uh, maybe the argument makes sense that you are sharing a lot of your things in your home with your children. But it's, it's not really a fair argument because the answer that would be that is, as a parent, you have some responsibility to your children. Right? As a child, he has no responsibility to his neighbor. So it's not, it's not like and like. The child might not be able to articulate it. It's not, it's not exactly the same thing. But definitely, you don't, the, the damage here is something else. And that is, if sharing is something voluntary, when I want to, I can, when I don't want to, I don't have to. And that's why we're presenting it, because we're not forcing a child, it's his, it's something voluntary. So we don't want to equate our looking after our child with something voluntary. Because then, then the child's going to start thinking, well, then if you don't want to look after me, you won't, you won't, you won't look after me either. Uh, we don't, it's not the same category. A person's responsibility to his children, it's not like if, you want, if I want to share my house with him today, I will, and if tomorrow I don't want to, they're on the street. I don't know, I'm, I'm keeping them at home. So we don't want him to make the association that Kirut's in the same category. But it's something which I'm only doing because I'm in the mood right now, or I want to do the mitzvah. Uh, a, a person's responsibility to his children is uh, way more than, like I said, than just wanting to share with them. So I don't think it's a healthy association to me. But what is the way to motivate someone to share? This the Gemara already says. I'll tell you the context of the Gemara. It's not talking about Kenuch. The Gemara is talking about a man's chiyuvim to his wife. And when the Gemara in the in the fifth paragraph discusses it, the Gemara makes it a very, very financial, kid-based uh, discussion. What does he owe? What doesn't he owe? And so, but more than what he's mechuyav to her, so then the Gemara is discussing, is the, can, does he have the right to claim uh, from her husband more than he was mechuyav himself on the Ksuvah? And one of the things that the Gemara talks about, and the Gemara says, uh, that she needs money to go to a chasna, or to go to a levaya. So it doesn't say in the Ksuvah that a husband's willing to provide uh, transport money for chasnas or levayas or things like that. So can the Rav demand it? So the Gemara says yes. And the Gemara's Svara is that a person who gives, that someone who does for others, they'll do for him. Gives lots of examples of if a person is willing to share or do a chesed with somebody else, then other people will be willing to do a chesed for them too. And if a person is not willing to have other people, then it's, it's, it goes around in a circle. Uh, even though maybe it's not halakhi, the right thing to do, maybe it's considered taking revenge to an extent, that could be. But the materials in the world is that if a person is, is always willing to give to others or to share with others, that those others are much more likely to share with him. And that's a svara which you can understand, a child can understand as well. If today he's the one who comes home from school with a big bag of goodies, and you say, "Listen, do you want to share with all your brothers and sisters?" This is well, why? Why should I? It's mine. So you're right. But sometimes they get things from school, and you want them to share with you too. And then you don't want them to say, "Why should I? It's mine." And therefore, if you want other people to share with you, then you have to share with them. Is that how it goes No, it's up to you. You don't want to share with them; they don't have to share with you. I'm not saying it to you. I want to take something away from you. I'm saying it's not up to me it's, 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 it's you and him but just like you want him to share with you he'll want you to share with him and therefore you gain your dose the same thing if someone wants to borrow a toy and then again again, we don't think it's something which is going to get ruined you, then you can say the same thing he, has toys, you, 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 he wants to borrow your things maybe you want to borrow his one time so you have things he wants he has things you want if a person shares they get to enjoy, enjoy both when it comes to books so everyone has their books so okay but if you, you, the book you have you read you know that book but your friend has a different book if you swap with each other, so you get to read more things, you get, you get extra. And again, assuming that people give back what they borrow in a good condition, you're not losing anything by that. And therefore, there's that same balance of 
I give a get. And it's good day. It's good day to share, even before the Nishmar reasons of doing mitzvahs, but it's good day to share because the matter comes back to me as well. Now, you should know this isn't such a, so to speak, immature svara. The Gemara says this. The Gemara says one of the, in the, in the, one of the reasons to give tzaka is because Aeneas is a galgal achazer boiler. And that is, so right now, maybe you're in the, upper, you're in the, position, the successful position and somebody else needs you. Things can change in that. And there might be the time when he's at the top and you need him. And therefore, the Gemara gives us the motivation to get tzaka. The motivation to do chesed is because, even before we get to the Rishma of doing chesed, but the motivation to do chesed is, uh, right now, I can help him. One day, maybe he'll be able to help me. And therefore, it's, uh, it's Kodai, so to speak, as a give and take situation that we, I'm willing to give because that's what other people are willing to give me to. What do you do when you have one tzaddik and one rasha, for example? Two childs. One of them like, not, doesn't never want to share because he knows that the other one is a tzaddik. So every time he'll come to school, he will share. He doesn't need to share because like, the other one will always share. So sometimes, yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. But, uh, so then, sometimes, yeah, it's a question of how much. In other words, if I'm sure, it's true you always going to do something, but I'm sure if you share more with him, he'll probably, he's, he's, he's a generous person, he'll probably share more with you. It's not, not just a mashup. We don't want him to call the tzaddik. Right? We don't want him to stop sharing. But uh, we, we want the want to appreciate that there's a benefit to the give and take. And the MS is... Is there, is there, um, is it, is there a matter to a parent not getting something for a kid that's his... And then it never comes into having to share, rather it's, it's not only other things. No, so I said last time, things which I want everybody to use, and then I'm, I'll be a chacham not to give to one child, because then if it's his, he has the right to say it's his, and I want to share it. If, I want every, if, it's, if it's a game, if it's a book, or if it's something which I want everybody to benefit from, then I'll make it, I'll buy it as mine, and I'll, and I'll let everybody use it. But if it's something which is his, and there will be things which are his, even if it's not from you, it's from friends, it's from grandparents, it's from classmates, it's from wherever it's going to be. He'll get things which are his. So then it's important to train people to share. Just like we said before, it's important to train people to give stalker. It's important to train people to share. And also, I'm leading by example, where like everyone knows that that's mommy's thing and I, I was using it. So. The example is not in the family, because then, like I said, people, children feel that what their parents give them is more than just sharing. It's like some kind of... They belong here. It's more like the example is how you share with other people. And therefore, if other people come and ask your things and you're willing to share easily... So then I'll learn from that. But uh, what you give your children, you're not going to think, well, he shares with me. That's a different level. That's a kid of responsibility. But as I said before, the MS is that the idea of it's Kedai to share because you'll get back uh, is something which is true, for, like I said, uh, it's true for, and it's true for us adults too. And it's not always in the context of I want to get back from the person who I'm sharing with. We as adults understand it in a bigger sense and as we're going to get back from Hashem. You're going to get back from Hashem because Malva Hashem Chanelda, a person who is generous, Agadish Baruch pays him back. And therefore, if you have to, if you have to explain to an adult what's the what's the value of giving, what's the mile of being generous, the answer is Pasha. Agadish Baruch pays back for it. Agadish Baruch pays back for Chesed. And if that's the case, like we said, that the person who owes Chesed, you can't Chesed. The Chazal say, the person who does Chesed will get Chesed back. And therefore, it's good to give what we can give because we want to get back. Not necessarily from the person we're giving to. He might not be in a position to repay us, but Hashem repays. And therefore, the idea of, of how much we generous with other people, the Medicamed, the sets the standard of how much Hashem is generous with us. And therefore, even if we not, yeah, we ourselves as adults, as parents, aren't always giving or stuck or sharing our things, whatever the case is, 
for completely altruistic reasons. It could be because you feel that that way we're going to be zeichet to Hashem giving us more. That's also basically that it's kedai for me to give because of something I'm going to get back for that. It's just in a more spiritual sense, and that's okay too. And you can tell your children this as well. And that is that if a person gives, he doesn't lose from giving. Why? Because since Hashem gets and decides how much a person gets, so then he's going to give back. He's not going to lose from giving. Where's the source of that? Hashem will give you more. Based off of how much you give, Hashem will give you more. Aser b'shvil shvil 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 It's a good question. Praise we'll talk about separately. But if you're talking about a little sibling who doesn't get things of God, you have the older kid in Gun and the younger kid still at home. And of course, everything the older one brings home from Gun, the younger one's to share. Um, and uh, the other people could say, What do you mean? They're going to give me back. They're humble, they're not going to get things at home. So, what are they going to give me back? Okay, so now I can engineer that. I'll say, I'll give the younger kid a whole bag of bamboo, whatever it is, or a whole box of cookies to staying at home. But maybe he'll share with you too. And I can, I can say, as, again, and as the parent, I can set up a situation where there the, the is that give and take. Do you try to keep it even and equal? Or Not necessarily. The, the main thing is sort of there's a sharing relationship. What I get, I share, and that way when you get, you share too. Uh, most of all, I'm keeping a score that like this month I share with you seven times, and you share with me five. Uh, uh, no, you'd be surprised, Bill. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Like it says, what do you mean? I shared, you know, this and this candy, and like they're just giving me crackers, like I'm good crackers. No, I agree. That's something he wants. But how many times it is isn't normally the issue. It's more like we have a thing where I get Hashem when you get Yisha. Or everyone holds for themselves what they get. And then, uh, and, and I, I guess, uh, and if I feel that there is, that's not enough of a, that's not enough of a, a reason for somebody to do it. There's not enough of a reward of, or, or offer of reward. So like I said, I, I can add an extra. That's uh, what, I, what I give the one kid in order to be able to share so that the other one will give them too. And if it ends up being a fight, a fight that what? No, we don't take away people's things, we said before. And uh, it's, why should be a fight? It's his. He doesn't have to share. Okay, so that's uh, different. That's the show. We'll still talk about how to, de- how to prevent your children killing each other. That's, that's not the gate to sharing. Um, what sometimes works, and this is, uh, and that is, uh, very often, I uh, know that's the kids who don't want to share because they have a strong myth of being selfish, which some kids have, just like some adults have. So the idea of what when they get something they're going to share with you doesn't really work with them. But what sometimes works is so you can, if you have the aggrieved party who didn't get shared with, and they come crying to you that my brother or sister won't share with me. So you can't force, again, the rule is you can't force somebody to share. It's, it doesn't work. The point is that sharing is something which a person chooses to do. You're not forcing them. What you can do is, you can say to the little one, I'll compensate you with something better. And he doesn't want to give you a, 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 a candy, I'll give you a lollipop. 
Now, there's nothing to do with the first one. Keep, keep, keep your candles. I don't, I don't want to get share with him. It's okay, you don't need to. I'll give him something else in bed instead. Because he feels bad, he didn't share. Most times, the old one will come running to share. Because if a person is stingy by nature, the fact that somebody is going to gain better because he didn't give, that's the best reason in the world to give. But you don't have to. You don't have to force him to. You don't have to. No, you don't want it. It's okay. Don't worry. I'll give something else what he wants instead. And if that's what's going to motivate the Allah to share, then again, it's... That builds the sharing process? It builds, it builds the fact that a person is willing to share. Yes. Uh, even though the Kavani has completely shown on Ishma, and the Kavani is sharing so the other one doesn't get a better treat. But okay, what's the difference? The Maya says it's up to him. We're not forcing him what to do. You want to share to get also. It won't normally happen because I'm not going to give him. But uh, like I said, it's a shalalish more reason. What's the difference? If I want to learn, teach my children the concept of wanting to give something of themselves, if that's the reason they do it, either because they think they're going to get better or because they're scared the other one will get better. So th- at the end of the day, it's something which is coming from their decision. And inside that, then there's already a, there's already a training for that, that idea that on the one hand, it's mine. But at the same time, I, I understand that I can give something of mine up to somebody else. Um, the little one, you already promised them to give a lot of time. If the old doesn't give you. So so you're, you're saying in front of the older one. You said, yeah, sure. You said, yeah, you said, straight, straight, straight to him. You said, don't worry, if he doesn't, he doesn't have to show it, it's his. But if he doesn't want to, I'll give you something else. Don't, don't cry about it. drops all their stuff, it's just okay, Right. No, so I wouldn't offer it to you. I'll offer it to you if you don't share. It's not really he should be upset. But if you want to share, that's very nice.